This is Pastor Jared Pollard, and you're listening to the ALC Daily Podcast. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that every person needs community that leads to encounters that causes growth. On Fridays, we want to look at current events and the Bible to ask the question, what would Jesus say? Welcome to the Friday edition of the ALC Daily Podcast. My name is Pastor Jared Pollard. And this is Pastor Benjamin Davis. So glad you guys are with us today. We are going to answer the question around what would Jesus say? Are you guys ready for this one? We are. I am. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Can a woman leader in ministry help God's people? That's a big question. Yeah. We're going to pull from the uh, Exodus 15. This is um, the song of victory that we've been talking about all week now moves to Miriam. Mm-hmm. It says, then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. And Miriam sang to them, sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Okay, so it gives Miriam a mention here that she led in part of the worship song. Yeah. Okay, so let's um, let's just explore this for and, a few and, minutes. And even uh, put title on her. Yes. As prophetess. That's right. Yeah. Curious. Um, when, I, when we say the name Miriam, mm-hmm. what it, well, I may have spoiled it already, but mm-hmm. what's the first thing that comes to your mind? When when I say the name Miriam from a scriptural point of view, from what's the main scriptural story you remember about Miriam? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure where you're headed. Well, what's just uh, if if I was to say what's tell me what's the main thing you remember about Miriam? The main the only main thing I remember about Miriam, honestly, is her following the basket and uh, with Moses in it. Okay, good. That's good because. My problem is the main thing I remember about Miriam <laughs> is that the Lord gave her leprosy when she criticized Lotman. <laughs> no, I just think about I just think about her being the one that watches over, and it, I'm not even sure that it's super explicit about that. This that is coming could, back to the Prince of Egypt, isn't that's it? That's right. It could just is be it, the Prince of uh, Egypt. That, that movie did not that show moment. that she had leprosy for no, criticizing Moses. No, it did not. <laughs> and it's a sticky wicket here, yeah, because the Lord did give her leprosy in Numbers 12. Because she criticized Moses, who is her younger brother, hello, mm-hmm. and criticized his leadership. And then Moses pleaded for her and said, Lord, please don't hold this sin against her. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, if her father had but spit in her face, <laughs> she'd have to be outside the camp for a week. So, you know, so they made her stay outside the camp a week. And then, you know what I'm saying? The camp waited on her and and, she, and the Lord healed her and brought her back. Um I believe that has to do with the specific issue that the Lord was continually defending Moses's leadership mm-hmm. and could not allow challenges to that leadership because the job he had was too mission critical mm-hmm. to form a new nation out of God's people. Mm-hmm. It'd be a bit like <clears throat> even though George Washington had flaws, big flaws, by the mm-hmm. way, um, he, he was the main guy bringing the new nation, so you you don't focus on the flaws. You mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We cannot allow too much resistance to him um, for, for our nation. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I believe that's what that was about. Now, the tr- shift gears, can a woman leader in ministry help God's people? The answer, we believe, is a solid yes. Mm-hmm. 
um, we believe that that Jesus established it. But you don't have to wait for Jesus to establish it because who did God use to put Moses in the basket? Answer is Miriam. Who did God use to watch over Moses as he went down the Nile? Miriam. Who did God use to get Moses and communicate with Pharaoh's daughter about a wet nurse, which was happened to be his mom? Mm-hmm. Miriam. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, that scene used to stress me out so much. Oh, with really? The, with the crocodiles. It'd be crocodile, right? Uh, this is back Africa. to the Prince of Egypt. Yeah, Prince yeah. of Egypt. Uh-huh. That scene would stress me out That's so funny. much. Yeah. So God, I mean, she's a key player and the Bible's actually mentioning her again that she was functioning as a prophetess. Now, mm-hmm. I believe that what that means is that she was actually a key player mm-hmm. in shaping the culture of the new nation of Israel that was being formed. Yeah. The fact that the Bible called her a prophetess. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, Moses was kind of complaining at one point <laughs> saying, I wish we had more prophets. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I wish all the Lord's people were prophets. Yeah. Because I need more leaders. <laughs> so step up. Step up. So what he was really it's a compliment to Miriam that she was a key player in shaping the culture of the new nation as a prophetess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so therefore, there's been a big debate in the New Testament American church about the role of women leaders. Now, I'm curious, you want to tackle that from your side? Because um, I hear it and see it on, I see it on social media still yeah. occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, really, it's just the, can a woman really be a pastor? Oh, yeah, that's, right. That's the main, that's yeah. the main push, which there's a bunch of different paths you can mm-hmm. go down. Um, and really... Um, it's just hard because it's there's a culture that is so ingrained in people, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and so uh, without stepping in any sticky mud pies or anything mm-hmm. here, um, I think yes, a woman could be a pastor, mm-hmm. and I think that God calls women to be pastors, mm-hmm. um, and I think we have to be careful to make sure that we are we do not get in the way of somebody's calling on yes. their life, mm-hmm. and and I totally agree with that now. A lot of the uh, independent charismatic churches have just said, you know, we don't, we're not going to make an issue. This isn't even an that. issue. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, in a lot of the denominational yeah. churches that yeah. are still an and tr- issue. And right? traditional. Yeah. yeah. So much to the point, and I won't use any names, that um, a uh, prominent person said, uh, this woman needs to go back to her makeup sales. <laughs> oh, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. So okay. We're not going to use any names. Okay. But Was that on social media or something? Uh, uh, more public than that. And oh, so, oh, oh, um, okay. but that's how ingrained it can be in yeah. people. Right. Um, and uh, I, I understand the perspective that some of these people can have from mm-hmm. scripture, mm-hmm. but I also think they're misinterpreting yeah. um, passages to, to so, affirm what they're trying to, what they're trying to say. So what do we advocate um, where we're at 2020 mm-hmm. um, from abundant life? Can a woman leader in ministry help God's people? What, what is it that we are advocating then for women in ministry? If we just pull from here, mm-hmm. Miriam, the prophetess, mm-hmm. let me tell you, if the Bible calls you a prophetess, you are a key mm-hmm. influencer mm-hmm. of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're a key yeah. influencer of culture and yeah. direction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Deborah was a judge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she made it happen. Right. So, yes. Uh, I think the more 
Um, and th- and this is what, so I, I was raised this way. I mm-hmm. was raised thinking that women should not be pastors. Mm-hmm. They should not right. have ministry right. loads. Um, and th- that's not a, a diss against the, my church or anything like that where I was raised. It's just that that was the reality of where mm-hmm. we were at. But I remember the first time I heard somebody go through the lineage of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is what changed my mind. Yeah. Um, because if you look at the lineage of Jesus in Matthew 1, it doesn't just list all the fathers. Mm-hmm. It lists all the women yeah. um, that were key in the, the Messiah coming mm-hmm. to earth. Right. And so that would have been culturally inappropriate at the mm-hmm. time. Right. Um, almost disgraceful. Yeah. Because some of these women, their lifestyles were disgraceful. Rahab the prostitute. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so you have all of these things. Well, what Matthew 1 reveals to us is just how great a woman minister or mm-hmm. even just a woman in general can mm-hmm. be in the processes that God is wanting to accomplish. Yeah. Um, even down to when you get down to the disciples and the Marys that were involved in things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just shows. Um, and it's fairly significant that the Bible places such an emphasis on recording the fact yeah. that the only people at the cross yeah. Were the women yeah. and John? Yeah, one one disciple made it. Yeah. One apostle made it. The others were women, <laughs> and then and the rest were wimps. <laughs> they, were, they were out. <laughs> and then it's also fairly significant that the the Bible places such an emphasis on the fact that the first people that mm-hmm. Jesus appeared to in his resurrected state mm-hmm. was the Marys. Mm-hmm. That and and it's even more significant that even before Peter. It was the Marys. Yeah. And then his first ambassador was the Marys. Yeah. Because the first people he said, go tell my disciples. Yeah. So the first people they had to hear it from mm-hmm. was the Marys. Yep. See what I'm saying? Yep. It's pretty significant that Jesus chose to do it that way. Yes. All right. So um, you can go into the wise. Okay. So let's leave the theology of it. Yeah. 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 Now let's go to the, the practical. Let me yes. tell you what I have witnessed as a pastor. It, I have witnessed that by far the majority of women in the local church desire to be supports to their husbands, mm-hmm. not, um, not public leaders. Mm-hmm. I have found it a bit of a rarity of women that say, I aspire to be more of a public leader. Mm-hmm. There is, they do exist. I'm just saying that most want to be more a support system, mm-hmm. um, you know, an influencer, a prophetess, a support system to the, to the husband's leadership. Mm-hmm. I've found that to be generally the case. Then I have found that a minority say, no, I feel either called to publicly teach or called to publicly lead worship, or or I feel inspired to take an oversight position yeah. to, to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the way we've tried to approach it is say, you know what, we don't have a theological issue either mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it's my job as a pastor to take a person, a woman, who feels they their primary desire set is to be a support person mm-hmm. and try and turn them into a public leader. That's true. It's true. And I also don't feel it's my job as a pastor to say to the person who feels to be a public teacher, public worship teacher, or an overseer and say, you can't do that. Yeah. Rather, you try to yeah. say, what is God doing yes. in your life? What is God speaking to you? How can we Regardless of 
gender, race, age, yeah, right. what is God speaking mm-hmm. to you? That's yeah. really what it comes down to. Yeah. yeah. So that's our encouragement is, is you, you got to kind of define what is God saying and, you know, to you. And a lot of times that's going to be based on your desire set. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and if you'll do that, then um, the answer is a solid yes. Yeah. Um, Miriam was never known as the teacher. Mm-hmm. She was never known as the leader, the public leader. But as the prophetess and as Moses's older sister, trust me, mm-hmm. she Carried shaped weight. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she shaped things big times. Yeah. Here's a, and here's maybe the final thought process on this. You don't have to be a public teacher mm-hmm. or a public worship leader mm-hmm. or a public overseer to massively yeah. influence true. and shape things things. Yeah. And that's where the old saying, the hand that rocks the cradle <laughs> yeah. rules the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, yeah. you know, um, yeah. you, I'm not saying you shouldn't, I'm just saying yeah. that there's a lot more influence yeah. in the relational yeah. side of things. Yeah. And at the same time, if you feel a strong calling on your life and you're a woman, do not hesitate. Yeah. Don't yeah. hesitate because we want to affirm that. And so, well, uh, so much so that we actually have kind of tried to draw some of the gals out and say, can uh-huh. you be on our teaching team? Because uh-huh. we need some small group teachers That's that are right. women. So can you, would you stay right. on the team type That's thing? That's right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. At Abundant Life Church, we believe that through community in small groups and encounters with Jesus, you will have growth. Visit Abundant.us to learn more about ALC and how to join a small group. You can also join us at our new service times at 9.30 a.m. and still for our live stream or in person at 11 a.m.